Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Ball with the Beast podcast as we hit week 12 of the SEC slate. Brought to, our, brought to you by our great friends at Wyatt Insurance Services. They are Brent Hubbs and Paul Fordenberry. Paul, we'll start with you. Tennessee, uh, woof, took it on the chin. Line. Everybody <laughs> knows the take from Brent and I. Your overall uh, take as we start this podcast about Tennessee's loss in Missouri. I mean, just a, a, a total disappointment. I don't know how else you talk about it. Um, I mean, I, I think, Brent, the last thing we talked about was, quote, unquote, if Tennessee hits 40, they're going to be in great shape. Well, Tennessee was lucky to get seven. I mean, you take away one <laughs> – you take away one forty-five yard pass play on a great catch by Thornton, and 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 the offense was. I mean, they don't score. They they looked horrible. The turnovers, the penalties. Um, they couldn't get the run game going. I don't know if you maybe abandoned the run game is strong. The pressure was there. Maybe they felt like they had to pass the ball, but just totally. You know, maybe Jalen Wright's fumble in the second half. I don't know. But um, yeah, there's no. No other way to talk about it except just to say that Tennessee got totally dominated up front. This is a line of scrimmage league. They got beat up front. And then that guy right there, number seven uh, for Mizzou, that made him look like Herschel Walker or Alvin Kamara. I mean, he's catching it out of the backfield. I mean, he, he looked – Hubbard, we were talking about who's going to win the Heisman race if you had a one-game snapshot, that guy. I mean, that, that's how dominant they were. And, and despite all of that, despite all of that, Tennessee is driving – late in the third quarter, fourth quarter, to cut it to a one-score game. You know, that's what's the most baffling part about this. And I think you guys talked about this in the podcast earlier this week, is how do you look at this game if you're Tennessee? Do you you just say, um, you know, hey, guys, we were – we were, you know, one possession away from making it a one-possession game. We were closer than than, than maybe you're feeling after this. Or do you say, hey, we just got beat up? And I think that, you know, the message maybe to the players is – we were this close. We got to lock in. We got to we got to grind it out towards the end of the season. But then the, the coaching staff has to look a, take a really strong look in the mirror and say, "Hey guys, we just got totally dominated in this game." Uh, maybe the score didn't show that as much, but physically just dominated up front. I, I was stunned by that. So stunned, AP stunned. I'm talking about the run game. However, I thought Congress eliminated the filibuster. I'm listen. I've filibustered all week. Uh, I've, been, I, I've been waiting for this AP. I've been waiting I, for this since I, Saturday at about seven o'clock. I mean, any, anybody that's listened to, to the mailbag podcast earlier today know, knows where I stand on, on this deal. I mean, I, I think you have to look at it from the standpoint that you got beat in all facets of the game. Um, you got handled up front. Yeah, it was closer. You, you could have done this, that, or whatever. But defensively, you had guys wide open. You got shoved around. Offensively, you didn't shove anybody around. And and they beat you. Um, yeah. So that that's that's that would be my takeaway as opposed to the AP. We're one play away. Or what, what was who was the coach? The other said they were seven plays. Was that Butch? Was that Phillip? <laughs> seven <laughs> plays away. Like that's seven a whole plays game. away from being nine and two or whatever their deal was. That's to me. That's not this game. Yeah, they were several hundred plays away. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it is what it is. I'm tired of talking about this game. But we'll continue to talk about Missouri as they will host Florida this week. Missouri, 
has the New Year's Six Bowl in its sights. They've got games with Florida at home and then Arkansas, an Arkansas team that looked oof, bad last week. Um, and it's uh, and it's windshield. So, you know, what do we think about this matchup with Florida, who played pretty decent and kind of moving up and down the field on LSU? Can they do the same to Missouri? Yeah, Florida is such a – I don't know if you can still say this 10 weeks into the season, but a mystery or, a, a, you know, they're such an up-and-down team, you know. Which Graham Mertz are you going to get? He's played better as of recently. Yep. Um, but I, I, with no, but with a team that lacks consistency like that, you've got to go with a team that, based on what we saw last week, Missouri – I mean, they're on a roll. They're highly motivated. At least they look like they're going to be playing at home. What does Florida have to play for this late in the season before, um, you know, Florida State to, to end the year? Um, so that's, I just don't know what Florida you're going to get. If you get the good Florida, which I think there is a good Florida, I think this is a competitive game. If 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 it's not the good Florida and we get the Florida that we've seen as just as much as we've seen the other, the good Florida, we get bad Florida, then this will be a Missouri walkthrough. They'll win by, you know, three touchdowns. So that's that's my – you know, I don't have a great feel for this game because if good Florida shows up, I think it's going to be competitive. If bad Florida shows up, I think Mizzou wins fairly easily. Well, Hubbard, Missouri again trying to get to the New Year's Six they can win out. Florida trying to get to a bowl. They need one more. You know, they lost last week to LSU. Now they play Missouri, and then they play Florida State. So they've got to get one of these next two to get bowl eligible in year two. Um you know, this is they have something to play for too. Yeah, the one thing that stands out to me when you look at this graphic up here: seven thirty p.m. Eastern time in Columbia, Missouri. Ooh, what's the weather? Going to be about twenty-eight for the low, so it's going to be fifty-five for the high and sunny. So you're talking about kickoffs going to be in the when it's dark. You're talking about kickoffs going to be in the probably mid to low forties, and you're going to fall down into the thirties throughout the game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know how excited Florida will, will be for that. We'll, we'll see. I, I think that I think that's actually an interesting storyline in this game uh, with, with Missouri getting this game at home. Florida does have uh, you know plenty to play for. Missouri's just got a ton of confidence right now, right? I mean, e- even though they lost at Georgia, we talked about the Tennessee game. How does Tennessee feel? Literally, Missouri got on a plane and went back home from Athens, Georgia, and went, hey, we were two or three plays. We're I mean, close. We're, I mean, you were right there. Okay, that that was not a sales job to say that. So I I think Missouri's feeling pretty good about themselves. It's a physical football team, a veteran football team. Um, They've taken their lumps to get to this moment. Um, You know, feels like you get a more consistent Missouri and and, and not a consistent Florida. But we'll see what it looks like Saturday. I I also wonder about the whole the whole game motivation. Because I think when when teams have had up and down years or disappointing years, you get to late November. Do you want to go spend another month with the football team, with coaches maybe you don't like, maybe are a couple of coaches not going to be back? I don't I, I don't know that that plays out all the time. We it didn't always help Tennessee when they needed one or two to get to a bowl game because we saw a lot of times that they weren't able to make it. Um, and 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 I wonder. I, I wonder – Missouri obviously has a lot more to play for than Florida. Um, and, and I wonder if that if that's creeping into Florida's mind after last week. Well, you know, you finished with LSU, a top 12 Missouri team, and obviously a top five Florida State team. Um, Florida State, obviously, the in-state deal, that, that's maybe a little bit more motivating. But, yeah, going out to Columbia and playing in 
high 30 degree weather for guys that are hanging out at the house in 70s. I don't know how motivating that is. From a team needing one win to get bowl eligible to a team needing to win their final two to get bowl eligible, and that's South Carolina as they host Kentucky. Um, you know, this is a South Carolina team that, you know, hasn't looked great, but they have two winnable games. Kentucky's a winnable game, and then Clemson, um, you know, the Tigers, you know, lost that game a year ago. Next, that's a game we'll talk about next week. But uh, Kentucky and South Carolina has kind of always been kind of a decent, you know, little matchup the last, you know, handful of years. Yeah, can Shane Beamer pull off some late season magic uh, like he did last year? Have they called Michigan? You know, they don't. Michigan didn't, you know, obviously scout Kentucky or Clemson this year, so I don't know if they'll have any extra game tape to go on or the signals or whatever. The Stallions was scouting Walt Wells and EKU when they played Kentucky. Is that what it was? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Walt will help out Beamer. Where's that guy at now, by the way? That's what I want to know. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, he's in who? uh, Connor Stallions? Yeah. He's in Michigan protective custody somewhere deep in Detroit. Nobody can get their hands on them. Uh, no, but, I, you know, I, I just – how do you have a lot of faith in South Carolina right now? Yes, they, you know, won a battle against Jacksonville State a couple weeks ago. Um, but just not – it's hard to have a lot of confidence in them. And Kentucky's still a good football team. Um, you know, we saw what they did against Tennessee. They made that a very good game. Uh, they've had they've, they've had it – I know maybe by Kentucky standards, you know, they, they still are playing for eight wins. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I just find it hard to believe as yeah, Spencer Rattler's a good player. Um, like the receiver's really good player for South Carolina, but their defense is still who they are. They're still young up front on the offensive line. Uh, Kentucky obviously has some more veteran players with Leary and Davis on the offensive side. Um, I, I just, man, for a team that doesn't have a lot to play for at the end of the year when it's one of these random games and it's not, you know, the in-state, I get, I get Clemson. Same thing with Florida, Florida State. I just think it's maybe it's at home and that'll help. But man, I just still think Kentucky has a lot more to play for, a lot more motivated this time of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, this one's a little bit odd because Kentucky's not been necessarily great on the road. Although they, I mean, they beat a bad Mississippi State team on on the road. Um, but I mean, I just I don't have a lot of confidence in where South Carolina is going. But but you get but you got. Listen, there, there's the there's the whole narrative there. I mean, there's no love lost between Stoops and Beamer, right? You had the whole sunglasses comment at Media Day, and then Beamer pulls out the sunglasses and dances. And, you know, I, I don't – their personalities are very, very different in, in, in this game. So, no way. Um, You're kidding you know, me. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think Beamer to Mississippi State is a distraction for this team right now. Um, even though he put that to bed yesterday, I'm not kidding. He's, Mississippi State's not hiring Shane Beamer. I was like, uh, where did that guy? I hadn't heard that. <laughs> but he put it to bed yesterday um, in his press conference to make sure everybody knew he was not going to Mississippi State. Um, <laughs> so it gets down to whether or not South Carolina can stop the run game. Guys, I'm not replacing Jim Nance at CBS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've decided exactly. to stay right here at the Ball with the Beast podcast, presented by Wyatt Insurance Services. I'm not going. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, Shane, you're not going anywhere because I'm going to ask you to go anywhere. It's all right. So I, you know, can, can South Carolina stop the run? Um, and, and listen, I mean, when and can they stop Leary? I mean, Leary's playing better. Um, Leary or O'Leary? Well, he's no oh, longer O'Leary because oh, oh. 
Tennessee, Tennessee knocked, or he knocked the O off of his name when he played Tennessee because he threw for about 400 yards. So he's, you know, I think he's got more confidence in this system where he's at right now. South Carolina has a hard time stopping the pass and the run, but they will listen. They will come out hair on fire. South Carolina will to start this game. You think Beamer's going to have them motivated? He will have them ready to run through. Now it may not last long. Okay, I don't know, but. But they will come out, you know, this will be kind of the Armageddon type deal for for him. That's the way he'll have this thing, you know, going and blowing over in Columbia. Then here at home, Tennessee looks to try to figure something out as they host the top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Paulie, this is a series that Tennessee's not won since 2016 um, when Jawan caught the Hail Mary, uh, which was Kirby's first year in Athens. And they've been decimated by, you know, a more physical group of Bulldogs several times since then and have not been able to run the football in this series at all in the last couple of years. Yeah, and unfortunately it feels like it's trending in that direction after last week's game and after – I mean, these last four or five weeks that that Georgia's played, they've looked they, – they just keep getting better. They figured out their identity. Carson Beck is a really stinking good quarterback. Brock Bowers is back healthy. Um, you know, maybe they're not the, the the greatest team on the ground, but they're good enough, uh, you know, averaging a little over five yards of carry. Um, and then defensively, you know, they don't have the stars at this point. You know, they, they may end up first round draft picks, but, you know, what we've come to know over the last couple of years, they're not household names like they were. Um, but, man, their defense is just really good. They're really fast. Again, they're very physical up front. And it's a different kind. You know, the, the last two – years Georgia's defensive line was so big and athletic and maybe they're not as stout or as big this year but man they're still athletic so um a a tall tall task for Tennessee coming off um you know but that and you know the Missouri and Florida game were both just horrible horrible no-shows on the road but now you're at at home where Josh Heupel's been really good since he's come to Tennessee um, you still have some, you know, Jalen Wright's still a great weapon. Dylan Sampson's still a great weapon. You, you, you know, I, I don't think Joe, Joe didn't play horrible last week. He didn't play great, but he didn't play horrible. Um, he is a, he's a really solid game manager. I don't know if that can beat <laughs> Georgia. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I don't, um, this is a weird one because maybe it's the orange tinted glasses, but it's like one of those where, this just feels like teams going in two opposite directions. The storylines make it really easy to pick Georgia, you know, winning big. Um, but at home, you know, does, does, does Josh Heupel, can he rally the troops? Can they make this interesting? Can they figure out how to get it to the fourth quarter? No. Um, I don't know. This, I just – I'm not ready to go all in on Georgia just yet. Yeah, setting me up, folks. Watch at the end, and he'll pick Georgia by three scores. He's got to keep him watching. He's got to keep him watching. I mean, it's so true, though. I mean, like, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those games where, I mean, you know, no, nobody's giving Tennessee a shot. Now, again, can they find a way to where Georgia Hubbard is kind of like going through the motions early? And then, I mean, sometimes for even for the best of teams, it's hard to just flip the light on, right? I mean, you know, so like, does Georgia have a kind of a slow start? If they have a slow start and Tennessee's able to do anything, then maybe they can hang around. We'll see. Well, I think what's interesting about this Georgia team, and and while some people have been 
not as bullish on them is because they've trailed in a bunch of games this year and have, have come back and won games that way. They have not been a fast starting team. Um, when you look at them, I mean, they, they, they're not dominating by any means in the first quarter. What they've done is they've separated themselves from everybody in the second and third quarter. I think they're scoring in the second quarter is like 149 to 40 or something like, I mean, it's nearly a hundred points different. Um, and, and so the challenge for Tennessee, in my opinion, is I, I can see a good start from Tennessee, but but can Tennessee make it a 60-minute fight? Uh, can they stay in a game for 60 minutes? Tennessee started great at Alabama. Now they kicked field goals instead of scored touchdowns, but, but Tennessee was really good there, but they couldn't do it for 60 minutes, right? And, and so I think the question is, can Tennessee find a way when, when Georgia, even if Georgia sleepwalks early, they're going to wake up. Does Tennessee find a way to counterpunch whenever Georgia strikes that first big blow? Because it, it, everything says that they're going to do that. I mean, you look at Ole Miss last week. I mean, Paulie, Ole Miss moved the ball up down the field early, and then it was just kind of yeah. like, uh-oh, here it comes. You know, it's a little bit more methodical. It takes a little slower to get wound up, but when it gets going, it gets going. And, and that's, that's what felt like it happened in that game last week yeah. between Georgia and Ole Miss. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're exactly right. The Ole Miss game, I mean, I, I was. You're into the second quarter, and, and they're still getting inside in the red zone against Georgia. And you're, th- hey, this is this is going to be a battle. And then you're right; it's just like something something flipped, and, and Georgia was able to start to pull away, and obviously ran away with it in the second half. The other thing to Hubbard on this one, I know, and and deservedly so for what I'm about to say, deservedly so. SEC officiating deserves the the fair criticism that has been directed at them. That's it is 100 percent fair, but Tennessee. They commit way too many penalties. They hurt themselves so many times. They get behind schedule, and they don't have the explosive playmakers like they did last year to get themselves out of trouble. Um, you know, they were penalized last year, too. That's something that that Josh Heupel has to correct in the offseason is I get it. You're going to have some of those because of how fast you play. Um, but but some of these other things, they're, they're, they're correctable, and you have to correct them because when a team is as – not as talented this year. You just can't keep falling behind schedule and giving people stuff. You just can't do it. And and that's that's hurt them just as much as anything else has, has this year. This broadcast is brought to you each week by our great friends at White Insurance Services, led by a great team that uh, features the illustrious Paul Fortenberry. Paul, as we head into, again, the late November, uh, early December, um, Wyatt's got a lot to be thankful for, and the Christmas season's right around the corner, or in my house, yeah. already here. Um, you know, something that uh, I know you guys are excited about. Yeah, we've had the great debate at the Fortenberry household. When does the tree go up? Post Thanksgiving, pre Thanksgiving. Uh, so, hey, we're holding strong, still not up yet. Uh, but yeah, we, you know, this, this time of year, obviously in the insurance world, we're really busy with the January 1st renewals on the employee benefit side, as well as our side, the commercial side. Uh, but we, we do have a lot to be thankful for, AP. 
Um, you know, I, I'm thankful for all of our clients. Uh, I think through just, uh, you know, we got to go through some renewals with, with some close clients this week and, and just, it's so fun to see a plan that we put in place a couple of years ago, really take fruition. Um, like we're seeing some come out to, to plan. Now we help them with their, with some of their um, insurance and, and helping them lower it over years through good risk management practices. And so to talk to the owner and see how happy she was to see their, not only their insurance costs go down because of the good risk management practices, but also just healthier employees, safer employees, you know, their, their vehicles lasting longer and stuff like that. So that's, that's truly what we love to do is come alongside our clients, help them create a plan and not just bring them a piece of paper with some numbers on it, but create a plan that's going to benefit them long term. And so uh, super thankful for our clients and, and, and that we're able to do business with them and, and looking forward to, to Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. Absolutely. Give Paul a call today, 865-862-3997. That is Wyatt Insurance Services. They are ready and willing to help you with your insurance needs. Last week at the picks, it was kind of a bunch of nothing because we all took the same, right? I mean, you know, you look at the records, Paul 78 and 14, uh, Brent and I 77 and 15. We do thank Megan for putting me ahead of Brent, even though we are tied. <laughs> she did that alphabetical order. You know, and I and again, I bet on Justin Wilcox. That's what I was about to say. That's what, and he's on the hot seat now. <laughs> on the hot seat. Yes. And, and Sam Pittman got me on his way out the door. <laughs> Multiple times. He got you two weeks ago when I took him, and then you got us. <laughs> then we all took. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, what a no show that was last week. Holy. Seriously. Smoke. After I'm showing me. something, then they showed nothing. Yeah. All right. Let's take a look at the picks. Payday Friday or payday Saturday for everybody. It's, it's, that's right. It's, it's movement. It's movement week for me. I, I've decided to go on a limb with a couple of these. Oh. A couple of these picks. Did you really? I can't wait to see these. Oh, he, you took Texas Abilene over A and M. <laughs> no, I took Florida on the road at Mizzou. Woo! I was wondering if anybody would get brave. I wondered would anybody pick New Mexico State at Auburn. New yeah, Auburn's been good. Auburn's been pretty good at home. I tell you the one that I was intrigued by. That had they been a little bit better, I would have I would have given them a look, and that's the Southern Miss Mississippi State game because I have no idea where Mississippi State is at. The problem is Southern Miss has not been very good. Had they had a pulse, that one would have been intriguing to me um, because I'm just not sure yep. I'm not sure if Mississippi State's got any desire at all to finish this thing out. Yep. Um, I could see that. The New Mexico State one's interesting to me. So they they. Punched their ticket to the uh, Conference USA Championship game last week against the Liberty Flames, December 3rd, 7 o'clock, I think on ESPN2. And we'll take Liberty. Yeah, me too. But uh, New Mexico State, when Hugh was at Liberty last year, final game just just destroyed Liberty, uh, like 40-something to 14. I mean, it wasn't even a game. It was brutal. Um, and, they're, they're you know, their little quarterback's pretty good. Um, obviously, you know, I, I think Auburn's going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit closer than we thought. Um, but that, that was the only one that I thought I, I just can't. Maybe if it was at Florida AP, maybe. We still got the bowl season. The bowl season, we, we made – yeah, that, that, that'll that shake up a lot of things during the bowl season. It won't be as obvious as it has been. And next think, week we got some games. I think, uh, I think Auburn's pretty good on defense. I think they're underrated by, on defense. I think they got quite a bit of speed. They play pretty good defensive football down there this year. They have. They just what can't they, score much. No. What they, with a bunch of 
out of conference games, we have a whole other slate of SEC games to look at. So I, <laughs> let's take a look at the next page. And a lot of and a lot of them will hold chalk because I don't think anybody's taking. Um, AP's taking up. South Carolina, I bet, over Kentucky. I am. Is, is that his pick? Give me Beamer. <laughs> I, I don't think that's a terrible pick, you know, necessarily. Yeah, I just – I thought about it for a minute. Um, the game's at night, which plays into South Carolina's hands because it'll yeah. be a little more rowdy over there. Um, you know, Kentucky uh, – playing, playing in start bowls not exactly hard. Kentucky was not very good in a hostile environment at Athens. In Athens, they they never gave themselves a mm-hmm. chance to be in that game with how they got out of the gates and started there. Um, I just I don't know if South Carolina can stop them. AP, can you, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I just I, I, I just find these having done the high school picks with Packer for years. It these segments are way more fun when we oh, don't no, chalk. And so, like, I looked at these two games and I'm like, you know, Florida's still kind of sneaky. Like, you know, I mean, offensively, Mertz is playing a lot better than he was earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, you know, and then with the, with South Carolina, this is a total coin flip game to me. Like, you know, I mean, Kentucky could easily win. If this was in Lexington, I'd probably have taken Kentucky, but it's not. So that's why I took South Carolina to get the win uh, in this one. And as for Tennessee, Georgia, we'll go ahead and throw it up. All he takes Georgia to lose, uh, takes uh, Tennessee to win. No, and, hold uh, on. <laughs> oh, you're not? No, I'm not. When we had Aaron Murray on the nation Sunday night, and Chris Lowe said, oh, you're not taking Tennessee to win. And he goes, oh, hell no. Like, <laughs> like, like, I, still, I'm, I'm still shaking from watching Connor Cook on, or, uh, Cook on third down run for 18 yards when – yeah. Anyways, yeah. No, Georgia, you got to take them. They're they're figuring out who they are. Uh, the Beck kids really stinking good. Um, they've got some weapons offensively outside of Brock Bowers. They've got some good receivers defensively. They're but, you know they're figuring out who they are. I just I just don't. After last week, I mean, I just. I can't get that out of my head. Tennessee just got totally dominated on the line of scrimmage. Something tells me had Missouri. Lost that game and Tennessee won it. You'd probably still be taking Georgia this week. Yeah, I would be, but uh, but I'd be thinking about it a lot harder. I would be. I don't know. I, I might throw if, if Tennessee could have won. Obviously, that's a totally different story. I would I, I would have been fifty fifty. I, I don't think Georgia's good enough, or I don't think Georgia's still as good as they were the last two years. And you know, I mean, I think that the SEC championship game i mean that, that might be a coin flip as well as alabama's starting to figure out who they are and um i don't i don't think georgia's the cakewalk favorite like they have been the last couple of years uh hubbard update on the on the heisman i'm I, I, my vote right now if i was casting that ballot today would go to L, would go to Jaden daniels at lsu Still. Yeah, I think he's. I mean, I think it's the most. And again, I, my view of the Heisman is I place importance on their team. Take him out of that team. Where are they at? What do they look like? Um, he's carried them for the entire season, um, in, in my opinion. So um, he, he would get it. He's putting up great numbers. Um, Michael Penix at Washington would would be. You know, he'd be a finalist for me there as well. Um, no offense to Brock Bowers, who's a great player. Uh, Georgia can win without Brock Bowers. He's not a Heisman Trophy. He's not the winner or the best player in the country at all positions, Paul. Um, 
So I, I just right that's where I'm at right now. Would would be kind of those two would be my top two guys. I just I think George, I think Jaden Daniels is really that gum good. I mean I just he is. he's just really, really good. I, I I agree with those would be my top two. I still think I'd put I know it's not supposed to be this, but with Washington still undefeated with what they did against Oregon, I still think I'd put Penix one, Daniels two. Here's my sleeper, and I kind of hope this happens. And not not well, this scenario, maybe not that he wins Heisman. I hope Marvin Harrison Jr. goes off for like 250 and four touchdowns against Michigan. He'll have everybody talking about him, get Michigan out of the playoff stuff. Then he might sneak in there, Hubbard. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, right now he would probably be he would be my third guys in terms of third guy in terms of a finalist. I mean, listen, the Schrader kid from Missouri was terrific last week. I mean, <laughs> he's he's had a great year. I just don't think he's there um, at, at this point. Um, so you know, I'm I'm going I'm going. Well, I mean, he's I mean he's carrying that. I mean, yeah, he's, statistically he's having a great year too. It's not just one game. So I mean, he's at Oklahoma State. Yeah, he, to me, he's not the highest. Yeah, Oklahoma State's not going to the. Uh, you know, they're not having that kind of year. Of course, that, if I say that, then I talk about Jaden Daniels. They're not exactly going anywhere at LSU either. I just think I still think it's a quarterback trophy. You know, when it's all said and done, most years, and yeah. when, you, when you have a quarterback playing great, I think you got two quarterbacks playing really well right now in Penix and and Jaden Daniels. That's why they're my top two. And and you know, no the, nobody from Michigan stands out to to deserve that, obviously. Um, and if well, nobody, on, nobody on with all they're going through. Nobody on offense. Nobody on that team should be should be worthy of being in the Heisman Trophy. No, Connor Stallions Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> yeah, that's the MVP I mean, right there. I'm not trying to be mean, but I mean, if that if all that's true, I mean, their stats their stats are inflated, right? Yeah. I mean, I just it. still can't believe it. Here's the the whole argument that it's it's that it's uh, only Harbaugh is getting suspended. I'm like, well, you're taking away the fact – they're like, we don't want to hurt the kids. And I'm like, well, what about the teams they beat? That hurt all those kids that we have no idea how much that played into effect, and you t- you didn't care about that. Don't I still am – I wouldn't have let them play in the Big Ten championship game. I just – and then maybe that helps them because it's one less. I know it. I know it is, Hubbard. I know it's about the money. they got to have the viewers. they got to have them on the commercial – but I just, man, that, that whole situation, it's obvious they cheated. It's its beyond obvious they cheated. And they're just going to get a little slap on the wrist. I don't get it. Whatever. Well, that'll do it for this week. As Paul has made his stance on Michigan and the scandal that is Counter Stallions and the sign-stealing scandal. Unknown, uh, before we get out the door, make sure you like and subscribe. And we want to somebody you don't see every week here on the Ball with the Beast podcast is our producer, Megan Gunther. By this time next week, Megan will have her first little one here. Hubs Gunther will be here, and we can't wait <laughs> for the arrival. We wish her nothing but the best of luck, and we will uh, see her here coming up. Uh, now, maybe eh, now you won't be here for the bowl, bowl one, but maybe next year. If Paul decides, if, 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 if the great people at Wyatt decide to come back with the Ball with the Beast podcast in 2024, Megan will be back then, Paul. She'll be back. Can't wait to see her. Congrats, Megan. The Ball with the Beast podcast presented by our great friends at Wyatt Insurance Services. They are Paul Fornberry and Brent Hubbs. I'm Austin Price. We'll see you next week, everybody.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.